0: Reports from Tullo Municipal District by Elizabeth Lee. Tullo Relief Road would cost at least 27 million euro. A proposed three-kilometre relief road for Tullo would cost upwards of 27 million euro if it was to go ahead. But right now, it's a concept, not a proposal. Local councillors were informed at their January meeting. Some of the councillors were taken aback when Director of Services Podrick O'Gorman gave them an update on what an outer relief road, first suggested back in 2006, could cost. I'm not over the moon about this, said councillor John Pender. 27 million euro is a huge amount of money, especially since most of the land involved is owned by the council. It behoves all of us to get this up and running. We will not relax until this is done.' We have the lands, so why not build on what we have and procure what we need to complete it? Mr O'Gorman replied that it was a ballpark figure, and when asked by Councillor William Patton if Tullo was in competition with Bagnallstown for relief roads, he replied that it wasn't. He said that the road that was proposed for Tullo would be funded by the Department of Transport, while a bypass for Bagnallstown would be financed by Transport Infrastructure Ireland. He continued that the government had shifted its emphasis on road projects and that a number of motorway projects had been shelved. In reply to Councillor Pender's suggestion that the Council should proceed with the plans using the land earmarked in the original proposal back in 2006, Mr O'Gorman said that the Department of Transport might want to use a different route and that the Council would not proceed with only part of the route. Councillor Pender countered that the Director of Services was just coming up with reasons not to do it, adding that the town needed the relief road. The time for talking is over. We need action now, said Councillor Pender. Mr O'Gorman replied that it was his job as a Director of Services to ensure that any project needed to comply with the process and that if there was ever a challenge, any project would need to be watertight. The first part is to get this approved Then it can be started. This is a concept, not a project, concluded Mr. O'Gorman. Post box is missing from civic offices. The civic office building in Tullow is without a post box, so members of the public have nowhere to put their correspondence after office hours. Councillor John Pender mentioned the issue at January's meeting of Tullow Municipal District, pointing out that the housing department for the whole county is based in Tullow and that people have no facility to leave their correspondence because there is no letterbox. Senior Executive Officer Brian O'Donovan said that the post box had been removed and was being replaced by a more robust model. He also added that the council didn't realise that its offices would be closed again because of the COVID restrictions. Wicklow Way and South Leinster Way to be linked. A project that will link the South Leinster Way and the Wicklow Way won't reach the point of being constructed until well into 2023, members of Tullow Municipal District were told at their January meeting. Senior Executive Officer Brian O'Donovan gave the councillors an update on the project that will incorporate Clonigall and Kildavon linking the Wicklow Way to the South Leinster Way. Mr O'Donovan pointed out that the reports, studies and planning were more complex than the actual building of the paths and bridge involved. He continued that because there were special areas of conservation involved in the area, the planning and environmental impact reports had to go directly to onboard Planala and that it could take them four or five months to make a decision on it. Mr O'Donovan pointed out that Clonigal and Kildavan were the missing link in the Wicklow Way and that it was a very desirable project. Councillor Charlie Murphy suggested that the council should meet again with the three landowners involved so that they are kept updated, while Councillor John Murphy agreed that they needed to be kept in the loop. Mr O'Donovan said that the council had met the landowners and that they were very positive about it and concluded that the scheme couldn't happen without them. Broken footpaths in Tullow are a cause of concern for councillors. Carlow County Council will carry out a survey on the state of footpaths around Tullow but won't have the resources to repair damaged or broken paths in housing estates. Councillor William Patton raised the issue about broken footpaths at the last meeting of the Tullow Municipal District, pointing out that the footpaths in certain estates were in a bad repair and that it was crucial for the council to repair them. Area engineer Pat Harrington replied that there were concerns about broken paths across the county, especially given the risk to people falling over and injuring themselves. He continued that the Council had begun a county-wide survey into the condition of paths in the public realm. Councillor Patton countered that paths in housing estates, in particular council-owned estates, should be included in the survey and repair work. He added that the paths in St. Patrick's Park, Tullow, were in a terrible condition and needed to be replaced. Director of Services Podrick O'Gorman replied that although the survey was being carried out, the Council had limited funds for the repair work. He added that they didn't want to exclude certain areas, but the reality of the situation was that the Council had to focus on the high-risk paths first. The engineers will identify more paths that need work than we have money for, he concluded. Art Calendar will raise vital cash for Food Kitchen Article by Elizabeth Lee 12 beautiful works of art by carlo based artists were carefully selected for a 2022 calendar in aid of St. Clair's Hospitality Food Kitchen. Made in Carlo is a collective of local artists whose work is exhibited by a gallery of the same name in Tullow Street in the town. The gallery exhibits some of the best artists around and in order to give a little something back to society, it was decided to collate 12 images to form the basis of a calendar and give the proceeds of its sale to the charity restaurant, St. Clair's Hospitality Food Kitchen. Morris O'Reilly, who runs the gallery, explained, The calendar is a way for the artists to give something back. We're getting it out there and we hope that the proceeds will pay for up to 1,000 free meals in the restaurant. Edited by artist and musician Gala Hutton, who also designed the cover, the calendar features paintings and images by artists such as Elizabeth Cope, Trudy Doyle, photographer Marie Martin and portrait artist Pat Purcell. It's for sale at Made in Carlow on Tullow Street, Kebow's Café and Kevin Kelly's Pharmacy on Kennedy Avenue, Lambert's Café and Jennings Opticians on Dublin Street. St. Clair's Kitchen is located at the waterfront Mill Lane, Carlo by the River Barrow. It provides freshly cooked meals for people who may need them, for free, or for what the person can afford. The organisation is run on a voluntary basis, and anyone is welcome to go along to its restaurant. We really wanted to support St. Clair's Kitchen because of the work they do. The food is amazing, and they have the best view of any restaurant in Carlo. Their ethos is that no one gets turned away and their view is spectacular, said Morris. Godfrey's Gospel according to Michael Godfrey Action needed now on hospital waiting lists. I love history. The late Seamus Lennon from Pembroke introduced me to the subject when I started secondary school and ever since it has fascinated me. Irish and European history are my favourites. I'd look at documentaries on those topics all day long. History is also great for quotations. JFK had a few famous ones concerning man's effort to get to the moon, the Berlin Wall and what people could do for their country. But my favourites come from Churchill, such as If you're going through hell, keep going. One of his most memorable was in August 1940 as the Battle of Britain raged between England and Germany for supremacy of the skies, Paying tribute to members of the Royal Air Force, he coined that unforgettable line, never in the field of human conflict, was so much owed by so many to so few. Today, as we continue to see the drop in hospitalizations from the latest variant of the coronavirus, perhaps that quote could be used to describe the actions of our frontline workers. By that, I mean all frontline workers. No disrespect to the doctors and nurses who had to deal with wave upon wave of sick people and in the early days before there was a vaccine put their own health on the line. But what about the Gardaí, first responders, carers and firefighters? The list goes on and on. I don't begrudge anyone a €1,000 cash bonus but I think the government has opened a can of worms by selecting one group of workers for preferential treatment. There is no doubt that over the past two years, everyone involved in the health service did tremendous work. But now, as some of the temporary facilities are being dismantled, such as the COVID test centres, perhaps it is time to look at another problem and see if that cannot be solved as well. I'm referring to the almost one million people on waiting lists all over the country. These people were put to the back of the queue as resources were deployed everywhere to fight the virus. But now is their time to be put front and centre to try to get a handle on this problem once and for all. I'm not laying blame at anyone's feet. That doesn't solve any problem. What will solve the problem is some fresh thinking, which was very evident during the pandemic when resources could be redeployed, money found and facilities erected overnight to meet expected demand. Just look at the 300-bed emergency facility which was erected at City West almost two years ago. The world was only beginning to understand the magnitude of the problem it faced with this invisible virus. Thinking outside of the box, the HSC decided it was not going to take any chances, and within days a facility was acquired and kitted out. OK, someone who wants to take a negative stance will say it was never utilised, but I would say that... Thankfully, it never had to be. But if the numbers had gone the way they were expected to go, we would have been well prepared to handle that situation. I don't know if that facility has been dismantled or not. Rumour had it that was to happen this week or next. But before then, perhaps those in authority might take a step back, catch their breath and see if it could be converted to deal with that ever-growing waiting list to see either a specialist or have an elective procedure carried out. It may be basic, but if the photos I saw were anything to go by, this facility had everything a patient required. If you're sick or getting something done which will make all the difference to your everyday life, you don't look for something fancy. You look for something which will do the job. And if that temporary field hospital was good enough to deal with patients at death's door due to the coronavirus, surely it is good enough to deal with some of the people languishing on waiting lists, For God knows how long.